What do you do when in an honest moment of knowing, you realize you built the wrong business? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery, where we continue to have the hard conversations. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And sometimes, my friends, we do this with the best of intention. We think we know what we want to be when we grow up. We think that answer is a final period mark at the end of a sentence, only to realize that this thing we built, our blood, sweat, and tears, and time was the wrong thing, that we don't fit as well as we thought we would into it, that it doesn't make us as happy, that it doesn't meet our needs. How the heck, after you've done all of that work, can you begin to think about starting over when you realize you simply don't want it anymore? I've been there, my friends, twice in my career. The first time was when I left agency social work to start a private practice. And again, after 10 years of owning my private mental health therapy practice, moving to the online business space. A listener from the show found me from the Rebel Therapist podcast that I did a couple of months ago. I will link to that interview for you folks if you'd like to listen in. And she reached out because like me, she's a little bit of a recovering therapist, stuck in private practice, not wanting to be, and not sure how to get out. I'm going to dive into her question, and we're going to talk about the first steps of starting over when I find you on the other side. Heather, I've just completed my first year in brick and mortar private practice, and I'm coming to the not terribly startling, but dissatisfying and unhappy conclusion that I don't like it. And that's putting it mildly, in fact. I'm isolated and stressed, and the problem for me is that I don't know where to go from here. If I was inspired with a plan or a direction, that would be easy, or at least easier for me anyway. But I don't have a goal, a plan, or a direction. And the longer I stay in this practice that took my blood, sweat, and tears to build with no local clinical community at the time, in fact, the less inspired and energetic I become to even feed or figure out another dream. Read Burnout. I have some ideas and some possible avenues, but I don't know if any of them are feasible or if that's a mindset issue, or if I just need to wait until inspiration and excitement really strike, or if I just start moving and see what happens. So you say to include a question. I have one for the show if you want it, and here's one for you. Someone said, maybe it was a beetle. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. How do I begin to make changes if I don't know yet what direction to move in or what goal I want to move towards? Okay, so the first thing I want to tell you is I've been there and it's going to be okay. But that moment of realizing that you made the wrong move, that you chose the wrong path, it hurts. And that hurt has to get validated as well as your exhaustion. I think it's kind of a misleading belief in the mindset space that we just fall down and we just pick ourselves back up, dust ourselves off, and move towards what's next immediately. I think the first thing that I would encourage you to do is just give yourself 
permission to feel it, to feel disappointed, to be mad at yourself, to honor the fact that you did it with the best of intentions. You did it with limited resources. You thought you knew the answer and it just didn't lead you where you thought it would go or it was so hard to get there. You were too tired to enjoy it. But for whatever reason, this doesn't fit. And you get to be disappointed about it, and you get to be tired about it, and you get to be discouraged about it. And obviously, that's not where you stay. You don't wrap yourself up and become a victim of this story. But so often, when we rush to what's next, and we try to find the next thing without really recognizing the toll the first path took, we don't have the sustenance or the energy to find what happens next. And what when we do get so unhappy and we do get so burdened by our choices, we often feel trapped. And when we feel trapped, we want to run away from everything and we just want to start over. What I would encourage you to do is spend some time getting really clear around the feeling piece, that disappointment, the sense of grief and loss, the fear and the worry and the trepidation to just own it, know it, acknowledge it's not going to last and it's going to be okay and you're going to find a solution and a path out of it. But first you got to acknowledge it's there. Otherwise you're going to be bringing it and dragging it as dead weight to whatever you do next. And it's going to make whatever you do next that much harder to start and to press go on. Because oftentimes when we're rushing to what's next, we're trying to skip that part. But when we try to skip that part, we end up making just another impulsive decision that takes us in a new wrong direction towards something else that doesn't fit. And that's what I'm encouraging you to avoid. The next thing that happens when you slow yourself down and you go, gosh, I didn't want to land here. I thought I was going to build something that I could be proud of, that I could hang my hat on and that I could feel really good about. And this just doesn't feel good. You get to name what the this is. What specifically doesn't feel good? What isn't working? What don't you like? Because what happens when our feelings are running the show is it becomes the all-encompassing story this isn't working. I chose wrong. None of it works. And that very well may be true. You may, in worst case scenario here, decide you were wrong about wanting to be a therapist, wrong about wanting to work in mental health, wrong about wanting a brick and mortar private therapy practice and me starting totally from the ground up. Or you might find that this particular building that you picked for your brick and mortar therapy practice is largely isolating, that it doesn't allow you to meet other people or network other people. You might have decided that you're, you know, in building your practice and in getting new clients that you cast a really wide net that the type of people who are finding you are not the type of issues you want to help, that you might have a problem with the clients you're attracting, and you might be happier attracting different clients. You might be able to look at it and go, I don't get paid enough for this, and decide that you want to raise your hourly rate. You might decide you're working too long, 
too many hours, that your schedule is too in flux, that you're coming in too early in the day or leaving too late in the day. You might realize that your boundaries with clients are off and you're tolerating behavior that's weighing you down that you would be better off setting limits on. It's really hard to look something in the eyes and list out all of the things that are working because it just feels so defeatist. And as therapists, it goes against our nature and against our instinct to lean towards the strengths perspective. But we do, if we're going to make a plan for you, have to figure out what part of the current plan simply isn't working and do a gut check with yourself. Is it really all of it? Or are there tweaks and changes you can make? The next thing is to be able to look at this with fresh eyes and see what, if anything, are you getting from it? What value do you have? When I realized I was burned out from therapy, and working with people with really significant mental health problems and depression and anxiety, one of the things that I realized that I didn't know what I wanted to do next, but I knew I was wholly unemployable, that I could never go back to working for someone else again. So I didn't know what my plan B was going to be, but I knew I was going to still own a small business because I didn't want to go back working for the man. So even though my private practice was making me so deeply unhappy and I felt so weighed down by so much of it. The idea that I always wanted to be able to control my schedule, that I always wanted to be able to control my income and my pay, and that I always wanted to be able to work for myself helped me define what's next. And granted, I caught that burnout way later than you did. You did it inside a year, and I'm sure that overwhelms the heck out of you. But when I look back at my my own journey, I had been feeling that way for three and a half years before I gave it any serious con- you know, conversation with myself, consideration, or attention. So by the time I caught it, I was truly quarter past done and very little of what I had developed and built in my private practice could be saved. You might not be that far along in your own journey. You might realize that like you want to be part of a group practice. You might realize that you want um, to work with more, you know, people who are struggling with X condition versus Y condition. I don't want to stigmatize anything and, you know, make one seem as lesser or that, you know, lesser than the other. So you'll have to do that self-examination for yourself, but you might find that you, you know, could be happier if X, Y, and Z changed. And then if you are willing to change X, Y, Z, that becomes comes the baby step for what's next, getting you to be happier and more at ease with yourself. Because after all of the time investment and all of the financial investment for yourself, it may be unrealistic to just pick up, close shop, and move on without looking back. You might have to figure out what part of your current business plan serves you and works. What part can you tweak to make it more workable? And what are you willing to do while you figure this out? Because what we need to do is release some of the pressure from the pressure cooker. I don't like the idea of you just sitting and aimlessly waiting for inspiration 
attention to hit because the odds are it's not going to hit just sitting around and waiting. But if we can figure out where in your situation we can loosen up the pressure and take the steam out a little bit, it opens up the potential to find some answers for yourself and to work towards some solutions. So one of the things that I would really want you to do is to figure out what in your current model can be changed or tweaked to make you happier while you figure the rest out. See what you can do for yourself to get some immediate relief. The next thing I want you to consider is those avenues and ideas, because right now you are looking at them from an entirely exhausted lens. You've also lost probably, my guess, I'm creating this story here, but you've probably lost some faith in your gut and in your instinct because it wasn't that long ago that you really believed a private practice was the answer. It sounds a little bit from other information you included in your email that I edited out, um, that your area and your network is largely isolated, that there weren't a lot of options to choose from. So because of that, you chose the best option for the situation you found yourself in. Now that you've done that and you found that it actually isn't an option that works, look at those other ideas you had. Are they simply alternate like income streams? Are there things that you would have to do on the side? Are Or if you give yourself time to recover and time to catch your breath, are they things that you could pursue and to use to replace what you've currently built? What you want to do is be careful not to just run away from one thing into something else. You want to be able to think it through. Why do I like this idea? What about it works? What is going to be asked of me? How much time will it require? Will it require additional money? And what am I willing to do for what I want? Now, when I moved my transition from my brick and mortar private therapy practice to my online coaching that you're meeting me, you know, the umbrella you're meeting me under now, I did it in fits and starts. I looked at my caseload. I looked at the people who were absolutely positively draining me of my energy that I just, because I was so burnt and because I was so fried, I knew intuitively and instinctively I wasn't even going to be able to serve with any kind of efficiency, that my burnout would be a detriment to them. And I requested of them and I arranged transfers to other therapists for. And I kept the people who I did still enjoy working with, who I did find value in the work I was doing. So I moved my practice to part-time while I built my online business. For you, it might be that that's not an option and you're going to need to get some sort of part-time job or something while you take the time to spend this time on some self-discovery and figure this out. But what happens if you give yourself permission to make the changes necessary that would make you happy? What would you be doing differently? What would be asked of you? How much does it cost? And really walk yourself through that process so you can make an educated decision on what's next.
The other thing I would pay attention to is where have you censored yourself? Because when we feel boxed in, in location, traps are such a good one for this. Like, oh, I can't do this. It's too far away. Or, oh, I can't do this. The network doesn't support it. I don't have the resources. I would have to do too much of a commute. I would have to, you know, change X, Y, Z. I think sometimes we see the obstacles first before we see those opportunities. So, you know, what are the ideas that you've had over the year and change as you've been managing this that perhaps you edited out? Where did you censor yourself? Where did you tell yourself, oh, I could never do that because, or wow, it would really be great if only I could. And what ideas do you perhaps have to resurrect? Because right now you're tired and you may have made decisions and ruled things out that could be viable working options for you because you were tired and you're like, oh my God, that's going to take a lot of work. Holy smokes, I don't think I have that in me. And you might have decided that it's not for you simply because it wasn't good timing for you right now because you were feeling tired and worn out. The next thing I would encourage you to do, once you have the list of what isn't working, what did work, your non-negotiables, what you're not willing to let go of, and what you would like to see more of in your next job. And then again, once you've looked at those two ideas you pursued for yourself, as well as anything you might have censored for yourself, then you can look at Given my tired, given my energy, given this really hard year, which of these ideas seems to be the one that would be worth the work and energy to put the time and money into? Because ultimately, we have to get back in control of the story and recognizing that a fresh start is going to require some time. It's going to require some effort and work. That's why it's been so hard for you to move in the first place, because this is brand new and you just got over the exhaustion of starting something being brand new not wanting to do it again is perfectly possible, is is perfectly understandable. So what we want you to do is give yourself permission to turn over that new leaf and to start fresh and to really be curious. If you could have the opportunity to do it all over again, what would you do and what would you create And then before you go about making it a final answer, before you go about deciding this is the thing, explore it a little bit. Reach out and see if you can get one or two people to buy into this idea that could become clients of yours so you can see whether or not it actually seems like a better fit for you, whether or not you enjoy it. Because this is going to be a journey of self-discovery. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? What do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? What lights you up and fuels your fire and what snuffs you out and takes away the hope? You want to know that so that then when you're talking to people or leaning on people, you can be really clear in what some of your questions are because some of this is going to require an outside perspective, but you have to bring your own self-awareness to that conversation. You can 
can continue to talk to people like me, other therapists who have reinvented themselves, people who would be, you know, more knowing or knowledgeable about the um, other ideas that you have. You didn't list them specifically. I would have said, hey, you thought about doing X and you thought about doing Y. You know, do you know anyone else who's done X and Y that you could talk to? But get some information and get curious and be willing to not know so that you can start to see in your curiosity, what ideas do you keep coming back to? What sort of excitement do you, you know, what brings excitement for you? Where does your opportunity lie? Because then you can figure out the how. Because so much of it is people race to the how before they actually know what direction they want to head into. They they run for something without really knowing where they want to go or what the results are. So I would spend some time knowing that because then you'll be able to collect the resources that are, and, and that might be people resources, that might be education resources that can help you get there. Because so much of this is going to to come down to giving yourself permission to start over. Giving yourself permission to have been wrong about this first iteration of your business and to see what you might create next. But to not rush to the final answer. To not just say, okay, like I have to have all of these details worked out. I have to know my new business name. I have to know who I'm serving, what I'm serving, how I'm doing it. We don't want you to rush into creating something before you've gotten your reps in, before you've done it for a while seen it as a viable business option, seen that you enjoy it, that you're good at it, that you're capable of creating change for clients, or you're capable of figuring out like the new ideas if this isn't like a service-based idea you have, and it's more a product-based, you have to figure out the resources for that and the answers and places where you're going to get your questions answered and all of that. So, so much of this is giving yourself permission to be curious, to not know the answer to come up with the list of things of two or three things that get you excited as possibilities. And before you go and say, I'm doing this, I am someone who's becoming X. And now I'm someone who's becoming Y. And now I'm someone who's becoming Z. Take some time to explore each of your individual ideas, put them in action, do them a couple of times, reach out to your network to find these potential clients to see if you enjoy doing it to see if it's a better fit, because then you will be able to find your way. One of the things, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that I'm a huge fan of the quote from Matthew Kimberly. We don't get overwhelmed when we don't know what to do. We get overwhelmed when we don't know what to do next. And after building a business for a year and doing it largely alone, of course you don't know what to do next. Of course you have no plan, because this was supposed to be the thing you were doing. You're going to have to show yourself some grace. You're going to have to show yourself some compassion. You're going to have to make sure that you make decisions and take actions that help you align with your gut again, that help you trust yourself 
and your instincts all over again, and that help you start to build a, ne- a new start and a new direction. Um, if you don't decide, like, this is a good opportunity. This is when I got myself a coach. If you decide that, like, coaching is for you, that might be an option, or you simply might want to start reaching out to a network of other people who find themselves in this situation so you can create for yourself, like, a little mini mastermind, a little network of rec- fellow recovering therapists who want to create something new or fellow private practitioners who want to learn how to do, you know, more modern therapy or therapy in an untraditional route or something like that. Then you'll be able to get the ideas and learn how other people did it, how other people have implemented, and you will be more enforced and more empowered to take new actions. But you have to go through that thought process of what isn't working, what don't you want to let go go of? What do you, you know, sort of want to do next? What ideas are going to be worth the work? And then you can do, if you still have done all of that inner work and all of that self-exploration, if you still don't know, and then that's when I would get yourself an outside perspective who can help you with more, you know, probably thought provoking questions and more exercises to create movement in your thinking and movement in the way you move through the world. Um, when I did this and when I went through this, it was just one foot in front of the other, recognizing that what I had created wasn't making me happy, that that was reason enough to make a change, giving myself permission to make that change. And then I hired a consultant. I hired a business coach. Um, But also, too, after the investment funds, you know, sort of waned from that for me and I couldn't afford coaching anymore, I leaned on, you know, a network of people I met who were also trying to create their own fresh starts and their new beginnings. So, so much of it is you don't want to stay in a bubble. You want to expose yourself to groups of other people who are working on this or having conversations because that's how how you'll find new ideas. That's where you'll find some inspiration. And that's too, by the way, where someone will see your strengths, be able to acknowledge your weaknesses and say, hey, have you ever thought about X? And would you ever consider Y? Because this is a dialogue that can't simply lie in your head. You need, you know, to sort of banter it out, think out loud and find your way with other people. I wish, you know, as I'm thinking about my answer here, I wish I was able to give you more specific specific steps. First do this, then do that, then do this, then do that. But starting over is so much of a personal journey of checking in with yourself and knowing yourself and finding true self-acceptance so that the next thing you create sets you up for success because it aligns with who you are and how you move through the world. I'm happy to network with you and chat with you about it further. You're more than welcome to send me a follow-up email if this was indeed too generic or perhaps you know we work together. But wherever you find yourself on this journey, I want you to know that you're not alone. There's so many people in this listening audience, particularly the audience you found me from, Rebel Therapist Podcast, like who are people trying to find a way to reinvent themselves and redefine the box that they're living and working in. And I know this is possible for you. We just have to start figuring out where do we begin. Happy to help you if you think I can, but know that it's, you know, a shared thing with you and a lot of other business 
innocent owners. And once you decide that not being happy is reason enough to make a change, I'm confident that you'll find your way. Anybody listening to the show who wants those first steps for them to get out of whatever situation you find yourself in, please do as today listener did. Find me over at Heather at HeatherGrayConsulting.com. Thank you so much to the listener today for such an open and vulnerable letter. Thanks to all of you for listening, and I will find you next time.